Bilky, we are here. We are doing it again. It's time. Yes. Um, the regular Monday through Friday work week yeah. doesn't apply <laughs> to our schedule for Apparently this. Not. But we are here nevertheless to yes. bring you some sweaty nerd content. Deliciousness. Today's big old topic, as you can see in the title, we are ranking the top Superman of all time from movie and television history. All time. It will be spicy. Let's kick that intro music and get this show on the road. To a little bit of nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. I'm your host, as usual, Jalen Holston, and next to me today is a man who, in every facet of the word, is just simply tranquilescent. Mr. Bilky, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, man. We got up early today. This is, I think, our first time ever doing a morning pod. Yes. Uh, what are you drinking in the morning, by the way, to get your, your day going? So, I'm not really someone who drinks energy drinks, and I've been switching from coffee to tea, but oh. I'm joining the hype train this morning because <laughs> my eyes are struggling to open. Yes. So, I have something called a bang. Oh, very and, popular these days. Yes, I got the Froce Rose. This oh. is my flavor. It tastes really good, but Sounds from what funny. you've told me, my heart is going to explode out of my chest shortly. Yes, yes, it will incinerate on contact with your organs. Yes, <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so we're going to see what the hype's about. It looks like it's going to destroy me. Uh, this is the best drink on the planet. It's the classic Rockstar Punched Energy Plus Punch Fruit Punch Flavor Punch Punch. Oh, Wonderful. Yes, uh, I have drank this for many years. It's wonderful. It's my go-to energy drink of choice. If you are looking for a Christmas gift to Amazon to me, a pack of those will do just fine. I was going to say, you've been drinking those since we were in college. Oh, yes. They are by far the favorite and the best. I do frequent other flavors, but that one is just... Just hits home for you? It really does. It I really mean, does. I don't blame you. <laughs> well, on today's show, we are counting down the, or not counting down, we are ranking uh, Superman that have come across TV movie history, but we also got some cool stuff about a possible Joker sequel. <gasps> yes. Mandalorian continues to break the internet, of course, and we'll get to all that rest of the stuff as we get there. So let's get this show on the road. Wonderful. Yes. All right. Off the top, Joker, Joker sequel might be coming. The Hollywood Reporter put out a article this week that apparently WB had talked to director Todd Phillips and they like wanted to green light the project after the Joker, Bilky, this little film, this little character study that no one believed in grossed a billion dollars after its box office run. And then another news outlet, which escapes the name of me right now, but they had a conflicting report saying that none of that was true. So we're kind of in this weird limbo until somebody from WB or Todd Phillips gives us some more information. What are your thoughts on a possible sequel to this movie, Bilky? I know you have very strong feelings about this. I am not a fan of the idea of a sequel for this. Oh, do tell. Yes, so whenever we initially saw the film, I thought, wow, amazing. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yes. And so I saw it again in the same day. Oh, well done. <laughs> yes. I was like, okay, I need to watch this again. I have so many questions. I need to see it again. Because sometimes when I watch a movie, like, and it's that good, there's so much that goes on, I can't comprehend all of it. Right. I need to see it again so my brain can see it all and do the shit it needs to do. But the idea scares me because I don't think it really set up itself for a sequel. No, it didn't. And that's where I lay with it, too. Like, what are you really going to do with this character now? Because then it's just a Batman movie without Batman, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's already full Joker. So, like, this whole uh, premise of the... Um, of it being like a, a, another examination of that character is kind of done. Like we did the whole examination in that joke in the original Joker movie. So now if you do another one, like what, what are you possibly going to do with this character? I'm sure Todd Phillips is more creative than both of us. But, right. But at the same time, the movie is so good and it stands on its own two feet so well. I don't see a need or a, a necessary reason to do another one, man. I agree. It scares me. And I don't like whenever Hollywood tries to force a sequel with something that's so good. Yeah. It just irks me and it puts a sour taste in my mouth before the next one's even in production. The fact that we're rumoring it makes me not want to see it already <laughs> just because it was so good. It And clearly everyone loved it. Yeah. Besides those moms who are like, you know, you need to outlaw this movie. <laughs> There's going to be school shootings and all this other shit. P.S. None of those things happen, by the way. 
and just gonna just, throw it out there. All the other stuff was happening prior to it's, that, and it's, it's still fine. going on. We're, so. we're all fine. Nothing. Yeah, it's fine. Oh my god. Um, I would. Um, uh, oh, oh yes, carry on. Sorry, <laughs> carry on. No, go, go with it. Run. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but initially when Todd Phillips actually pitched the Joker, there was a rumor that, um, he pitched several other DC characters, but they happened to just settle on the Joker for the one that he wanted to do. So Mm -hmm. I think it, I don't want to happen just like you, but I'm a realist. And if he pitched other characters and they were cool with him doing the Joker and Joker was so good and successful off that budget, like the man made you a billion dollars, man, (laughs) at the end of the day, Okay. no. Here's my little hot take on that. It's not a big hot take, but a little hot take. So don't give me a Joker sequel, but we have learned that Todd Phillips pitched other DC characters. Give me a Todd Phillips sequel. Oh, I I see. I see where you're going with this. Let's do something with another uh, DC character. I would love to see some shit that that man can create. Because we, I want it to stay within the realm of how the Joker was created. Like that universe that he made. Yes, that was awesome. Give me more of that every day of the week, dude. (laughs) But I just don't want to see the Joker again. Because it ended well. Yeah. Him running around in the hospital with people trying to chase him. Oh, that was wonderful. That's the Joker in my mind because he's a lunatic, right? It's awesome. So just let that rest there and maybe come back to it later. If we can get another DC character to have success like he did with Joker... And then maybe another one after that. I would not mind seeing Joker pop in as a cameo in one of them. Yeah, I think a Lex Luthor, like Todd Phillips type movie like that would be that would be fascinating. To yeah, watch. that would be badass. I would watch that in a heartbeat <laughs> because I think they've failed with Lex Luthor in the past. And they have a couple times. Um, Kevin Spacey is still my favorite Lex Luthor of all time, even though I am a diehard Smallville fan. I love me some Michael, Michael Rosenbaum, but Kevin Spacey and Superman Returns was. Absolute dynamite, man. Agreed. He crushed that. Who's the kid, uh, the little kid from, uh, I guess he's not really a little kid, but he was in Batman vs. Superman. He was also in the Facebook movie. I can't oh, remember that his actor. name. Yeah, he was not that great of a Lex Luthor. Yeah, it, was a weird, it was a weird take on the character. I didn't like it. It was a weird take, man. It didn't Jesse Eisenberg. Feel, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Not the, to knock the dude as an actor, because I think he has the chops oh, to make phenomenal. it. he's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, but... Um, Lex just didn't feel like Lex to me in that movie. It was a weird caricature, spastic, like, I'm not the Joker, but at the same time, I'm, like, auditioning to be the Joker while playing (laughs) Lex Luthor, which I don't, I'm not sure that really works, man. And so, I know this isn't possible, but I wouldn't mind seeing Joaquin play Lex Luthor. Oh, my God. What what if he's just, what if Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix are, like, the new, like, uh, was it DiCaprio and Scorsese or something? Dude, you know that I mean? would be cool. He just cool. plays all these different DC characters and all these Todd Phillips solo movies. I would buy into that. Oh my god, I would. Oh, take my money. If we do have like our four listeners, I would like to hear some opinions on this though, because this is so. an interesting topic for me. So if you do have an opinion, contact us. Yes. Let us know. Share your thoughts, and then we Perhaps can talk we'll make about a poll. it. Ooh, oh, a spicy poll. Yes, let's do a poll. The next podcast. One hundred percent. Yes. All right, moving on down the list here. Disney Plus shows are already avoiding Netflix MCU mistakes. Now, we all know how the Netflix deal went down, how it all ended. They canceled all those shows, Iron (laughs) Fist, Defenders, Daredevil, (laughs) despite them being, like, really good shows. But we've said for many years there was a lot of problems with these shows. We did. Too long. Uh, A lot of dead air. And then... Especially with Iron Fist and oh, Luke yeah, Cage. Oh, yeah, dude, I was like, waiting for it. <laughs> holy cow, did they drop the ball. We spent a lot of time reviewing those as well. <laughs> we did, and because we, I loved Daredevil, mm-hmm. and Punisher was great, and all these shows were good, but they were 13 hour-long episode seasons that sometimes felt like they just drug on so much, and I think between the two of us, when we did our Defenders review, the first thing we said was eight episodes was perfect. Yes. And all those episodes felt like they went well together, there was no dragging, it was great. Um, I felt like there was no filler arc. Yeah, at nothing. all. I want the cannon constantly. I just want to be punched in the face and then get ready to punch me in the face again so I can rewatch it. Exactly. It's exactly what I want. So, so Disney Plus is doing well with this then. They are already changing the game because the general concept is that they're going to be putting more money into these shows, but they are going to have shorter seasons. And the episodes are going to drop weekly uh, instead of the binge-worthy format that Netflix is doing. So as an example... The Marvels, uh, the Marvel shows get two hundred like um, on Netflix. They had like a two hundred million dollar budget across all five of those shows. So not really, just, not just individually. Um, and for these Disney Plus shows that Marvel is doing, 
they're like around a hundred million or a hundred ten million dollars for each show. Like, good God. yeah, like it's nuts. Um, just to put it in perspective, like I think the budget for Thor Ragnarok was like a hundred eighty million dollars. Just and then the shows, <laughs> oh individu- yeah, the shows individually <laughs> on Disney Plus for Marvel are going to have a budget of around hundred million dollars. So, so all the ones we talked about last week, like She Hulk, yes, Winter Soldier, they are what all if? going to get a load of money blasted Dude, into them. So they're literally making like. 10 separate movies and then breaking them individual like breaking them up into individual episodes yes basically this is beautiful yes and they will also be sticking with the like half hour format as well okay Um, that's good to which like cool but like if i'm waiting a week bro give me an hour i'm cool with it being a shorter season but just give me an hour part of me thinks that they just filmed all of it as a movie and now it's chopped up I have a hot take on that too because there are rumors that the Mandalorian like will get released as a feature film and like the way the show is going mm. I can totally see it them just being like in the editing room just do a little cut and paste and chop it around and it will it'll flow. I could totally see it happening. I wouldn't be upset with that. I do feel like I've been tricked a little bit if that's the case. <laughs> I have been duped by the <laughs> Disney bug. But I mean at the end of the day if I'm getting the quality that we've seen so far Good and God. they can keep it consistent throughout all these Marvel shows cuz they have some big names that they have to fucking uphold. They do. And they're introducing I mean, new shit that needs to it needs to land with a big impact. We're I mean, bringing out She-Hulk, we're bringing out Moon Knight. Like these characters need to do well if they're ever gonna be on the screen for an extended period of time. Bob Iger, I'm gonna tell you right now: if you mess up Moon Knight, this man across from me will literally John Wick style oh hunt you down. I will, like hunt you down, like no mercy, Liam Neeson to the ground, put you in the dirt. I'm gonna combine Liam Neeson's Taken role and Qui Gon. Oh, oh dear God! Yeah, that's how it's going down. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I will fucking locate you, sir. Oh my good God! But yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for it, and so far, so good. I don't really have any complaints. I have zero complaints with Disney Plus. I've enjoyed uh, watching some uh, Darkwing Duck. Uh, you nice. Know, here or there, and some gargoyles and. Some of the old '80s X-Men shows. So yeah, I just cool um I just watched Monsters University for oh, the first time. Yes, dude, dude, that is fucking hilarious. It's a great movie, man. I miss that era whenever we were younger and they were pumping out oh, movies like that dude, because Pixar was on ugh. fire back then, man. And they're so funny. <laughs> they I had they have the obvious scenes that where it's like forced comedy for kids. Yeah, but they do have those underlying messages those that really crack me up. That mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh god, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. No. <laughs> Jesus. I'm moving right on down the list since we're on the topic of Disney Plus yet again. Um, Mandalorian Episode 3 dropped last week. Um, it was great. It, it, it just continues to break the internet. I don't I don't understand. They This show, like, this episode confirmed for me that John Favreau went to uh, Kathleen Kennedy and said, hey, I have an idea for a Star Wars show. It's about a bounty hunter. Picture John Wick in space. <laughs> And that's going to be the Mandalorian. <laughs> Literally in this episode, he has to like 1v8 an entire like little base to get the baby Yoda back because he sold it to the uh, the guy for the bounty and all that right. stuff. But yeah, um, I'm just floored by the show, man. And like the most best like positive way kind of stuff. I've made it to the second episode. So I have witnessed this baby Yoda. Yes. So now like the spoilers are okay because I swear every time I get on Twitter, dude, it's just baby, baby Yoda, Yoda baby. fucking everywhere it's true i'm like i just give me time (laughs) busy schedule i don't have all the time to need to watch it but i have seen him i got into like it wasn't a a whole argument i was on the losing side but i'm stubborn so i just kept (laughs) bitching about it anyways when i was at work and we were talking about yoda and how i was irked that they keep calling him baby yoda yeah. Because he's not Yoda. But what, we, what else are we supposed to call him? Exactly. <laughs> we don't have an actual name for it. And it just bothered me. We even ended up looking into it. And Lucas himself has never actually like dropped a name no. of the race or any of them. No. But we've seen a female Yoda, I guess. But we never had a name for her either. No. So I lost the argument, but it pissed me off that we don't have <laughs> a factual name. And it's been around for like 40 years. Yeah. I think my hot take is that we'll get we will get some kind of confirmation as to like what is the race of Yoda and then maybe some new canon stuff in like a comic book or like a book series that will explore the depths of that race and all that other stuff. So I'm kinda hyped for that kind of stuff. Special effects. Um 
are still amazing. Sorry, I don't know. It's great. Yeah, dude, it's literally a movie. <laughs> like how? Are, they look so good, man. I know. The costume design for everyone so far has been good. It makes me feel like I'm watching old Star Wars again. It's practical effects, it's new effects, and then we finally get to see the, like more of the Mandalorian culture in this episode too. Like he gets the um, that special he get he basically earns his the rest of his armor in this episode too, and it's a callback to uh, Captain Phasma in the new trilogy because she has that armor that has like the stuff that pierces all. Right. So that's apparently made out of the same material from what this Mandalorian guy has, but like you have to earn that. Like it's not a thing where you know everybody could just have it or whatever. Um, which is the other argument is like, well, why doesn't everyone just have that armor if that's what it does? <laughs> it's like you have to earn it and not be missing your blaster shots stormtroopers <clears throat> yeah yeah you gotta hit level 50 exactly damn it start um, grinding so that was interesting to see that aspect of like the mandalorian culture and then of course the end the end scene is just full-on john wick again and you get to see like the full uh, mandalorian uh army come out and they're on their jet packs and they're just <laughs> it's fucking it's awesome big ass fuck battle scene and yeah it was it was a great episode man. i'm never gonna complain about some john wick-esque shit going down not once not ever. i think we were really spoiled with john wick, with john wick yeah it kind of changed like action movie genre for a little bit a little bit dude because he just lays waste and we've obviously <laughs> seen films and tv shows whatever it may be before that does that sort of concept yeah but i don't know maybe it's the gruesomeness or like how quickly he really eliminates I people. I think it's just the savagery of it. You know what I mean? It's, it's beautiful. I like love it. He just it. walks in and absolutely decimates everyone that is in that room. <laughs> it's awesome. And he takes damage. Yeah. He's not invincible. No. I, you know how, um, well, I could watch NFL films all day whenever they put that classical music going on in the <laughs> background and they're just running in slow motion. I could say the same for John Wick. Same. I could watch him murk shit to whatever Beethoven shit's going on in it's the background. Like, it's such an intel. He's like, like such an intelligence, and it's so tactical. And then as soon as the opportunity presents itself, there's absolute animalistic savagery. Yes. And I can't. Uh, and that's what the Mandalorian's doing too. Like he sees those opportunities to body people, and there's no hesitation. If you mess up, he will body you and that's put what you I in the see. dirt. Yeah, that's what I need to see from a bounty hunter. That's what I expect as well. But on to the main topic of the day. Yes, this is your time to shine. <laughs> Uh, we are going to rank the supermen that have been on television and movie history this is definitely my top five list so comment what you will reply me on twitter with what you will but here we go at number six is no surprise it's tyler hoechlin you're garbage you're hot garbage (laughs) i don't care who you are i look forward to seeing you in crisis maybe my opinion will change when they make the new superman show but for right now Amongst the other catalog of Superman that we've had in history, you are garbage. I mean, I don't. I after listening to the reviews that we've had <laughs> of Supergirl, there's no chance in hell I'm ever going to watch it. No. So I don't have any difference in opinion on the, I mean, on this one. It's not me. really his fault either. It's the show's fault for turning Superman into a jobber for Supergirl, which is asinine to say the least. Um, <laughs> but whatever. At number five is Mr. Dean Kane uh, from the Lois and Clark show back in the 90s. So it was like the most, the closest thing you could get to a sitcom for Superman back then. I don't know if you ever watched that show. No, so I don't think I did. It was used to be on like early in the morning and I watched it. Um, so there was not a whole lot of like Superman stuff, special effects kind of. It was literally just more on Lois and Clark's relationship together at the Daily Planet and all that kind of stuff. Man, I don't think I would like that. I mean, it was it was good for what it was, if you understood the concept. Like it wasn't anything crazy, but... Yeah, it was it was good, and he played a good Superman. I felt and a good Clark Kane's or Clark Kent. Um, so Dean Kane, you are setting at number five. You made the top five. Kudos to you. Indeed Nothing more you though. Did. Indeed, you did. Now I will get some flack and some hate on this one, but number four is Henry Cavill. Uh, did of course Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and yes. Justice League. Um, like he just wasn't my Superman. He did an amazing job playing the Superman that Zack Snyder had envisioned, like yes. that version. But like. He's just not my Superman. I think this is where I disagree a little bit, because I I would put him in my top three. Oh, man, really? Based off this list, yes, I would. All right. And not off the movie, Mm -hmm. because I I won't spoil who we have at three yet. Right. But the movie that um, number three is in, I think, is better than Henry Cavill's. Fair enough. But 
just the look of him in general and his I, yeah, I overall think, yeah. feel. I, like, I get that. I'll give it to Henry Cavill. And, dude, why is his chin so defined in it's, his that jaw? Is a jaw? That is a man right there. <laughs> it is. That dude. is a super man. Agreed. So, yeah, I think I'd have to give him my top three spot, but... Who do you have sitting in three, sir? Well, number three is Mr. Brandon Routh. And for the simple reason that I do feel that Superman Returns is a superior film to Man of Steel. Again, unpopular opinion. I am a uh, apologist for Superman Returns. I will not, you know, I will not say sorry for that, I guess. Whatever, that's what it means, you know. Um, I think the film just had all those great elements from the Christopher Reeve era, but it was more modern. A couple of good action sequences, but it really focused on relationships and stuff that he was having prior to him leaving in the end of Superman 4 and all that other kind of stuff. So right. I just felt like that film and Brandon Ralph's performance was fantastic. Uh, of course, we had Kevin Spacey doing Lex Luthor in that movie, so it just elevated it to another it level. It does. That Lois Lane was like comparable and wasn't a complete moron. Uh, Who played her in um, Batman vs. Superman? Amy Adams. Yes. So it was a horrible... Her version girl. is a horrible rendition of that character. It was, I agree. It's a combination of the writing... And all that other stuff, but like, I, I don't think she's incapable of doing it. But that that Lois was weak, terrible. Because Lois, in my mind, doesn't carry the attitude of a damsel in distress. No, and that's exactly what that's I what got. They in that, her into. And that was super frustrating it was to watch. Aggravating as all hell, man. I could not do it. Real quick, which Superman movie? I'm getting mine confused. Which one is has him um, blinking that bullet? That's in, Superman Returns. Okay, I thought that's so. also yeah. another reason why <laughs> I'm like this. They showed the depths of how impenetrable <laughs> they just <laughs> just blinks the bullet and just yeah that was. And then awesome. he just sits there across with that like that little like that's Superman mm-hmm. arrogance, is just kind of like mm-hmm. You thought you, th- <laughs> you thought motherfucker. That, but again, those are like the elements that Christopher Reeve had were like, I love that version. And that's why Christopher Reeve, of course, is number two. Um just started all, you know what I mean? It's tried and true. I can still watch all the eighties movies. They're obviously they have not aged well. Right. But they are just they're pieces of cinematic history and I yeah, and they're I important. Like watching them. Yeah. It's a timepiece and it sets the tone for what other people can do with Superman since then. Exactly. And that's where we get, you know, stuff like Brandon Routh, and we had the failed uh, Nicolas Cage Superman in the 90s, by the way. <laughs> I love um, some Nicky Cage. I'll Nikki support Cage. him forever. I don't care. We'll <laughs> talk about him. Release the Cage cut. Exactly. <laughs> and then number one, of course, if you know me, is going to be Mr. Tom Welling. Now, I will take heat for this because technically Tom Welling never played Superman. He played Clark Kent for 10 years. But let's be real, people. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Clark Kent is Superman. So by that standard, go fall off a bridge. No, because hot take. he is the best one we've ever had. We had 10 years with this man. Did an excellent job of developing Clark as a character. And then, of course, when he becomes Superman at the end, it's going, it's fantastic and it's wonderful. Do we get the money shot that we all want and waited for for 10 years? No, still salty, but it's awesome. And he did a great job. Uh, was also salty when he was not cast instead of Brandon Routh for Superman Returns because that was a hot rumor that was going around for a bit because mm-hmm. Smallville was like peaking at that point. Um, but it's okay. We'll get to see him in Crisis and it's going to be awesome. But Wait, yeah. Tom Welling's in Crisis? Yes. Oh, that's pretty they, cool. They called him back. Also someone who looks just like a big old super man. Man, yeah. Yes. <laughs> You've seen Tom Welling. That, dude, that dude's thick. He's like 6'5". Yeah, dude, they're all corn fed. They're just <laughs> fucking massive individuals. <laughs> oh my god. But those are our, to- our top supermen of all time. Uh, you can reply to us on Twitter with your list if you want to change stuff around. Maybe you're like Bilky and you want to switch 3 or 4 or 2 and 1 or 6 and 1. Whatever you want to do. We'll link you our socials after the show. You know what I find interesting since we were talking about Christopher Reeves' uh, Superman? Yeah. I find that one to be a platform for other ones to build off of, similar to how um, episodes four, five, and six of Star Wars yeah. set the tone for what a lightsaber battle could be capable of. Oh, that's true. Because they the were... Sp- the- Exactly. We were so we had the samurai style and it was all slow and methodical, but now it's just like chaos and yeah. you can get people like Grievous who are just <laughs> fan <helicopter>. mode. <laughs> well, it's a nice breeze. Thank you, oh, Grievous. Man, it's thank get, you. It's getting hot in here. Exactly. It's getting warm, so I'm oh, sweat a little. Look at all this cloth I got on. I can't believe I have to fight in this outfit and the boots. It's so <laughs> I've always wondered chafing. Something. What are the soles like in those boots? Oh, that they, God. they got they have to be cushy because you got to walk. Around. That's your work clothes. I I've always wondered that, but they don't look very supportive. 
It looks like they have back issues oh, at the end of the day. Have to. Maybe they do some yoga, like Jedi yoga, and they just they cleanse it that way. No, I guess that could make sense. You know what I mean? Dude, they're just so... Ah, fuck them. They can wear whatever they want. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, my God. Well, it's time for DC TV stuff, otherwise known as Jalen Recaps the Flash, because it got moved to Thursdays, and Bilky doesn't watch anything, plus there's Batwoman, so, yeah. Uh, but th- for this week's uh, DC TV stuff... <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> we are... Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, we are, like, I think a week or two away from Crisis, so I'm just gonna let you gander... At all these characters. Yeah, dude, I was looking at the notes, and I was like, wait, is this a typo? He keeps putting names no, down. this is literally all the characters that have been confirmed to be in crisis from each uh, show. Um, you know, we have uh, Oliver, John Diggle, Mia, uh, Lila Michaels, Dinah, uh, Renee, Laurel, Connor, and Marna Vu from the Arrow show. Dude, this is like every character it's, from every show. It's literally, that's what it is. But, I mean, and, it, and the list kind of goes on that way, but... Uh, Vilky, if you look at this list, if you will, it's a long one. Um, are there any names that kind of pop out to you about this crisis crossover that you're kind of just like, oh, dude, that sounds really cool? Um, honestly, really excited to see Bruce Wayne. Yes. I will, I think I will tune in to this kind of stuff just to see how they put <laughs> so many characters in It starts in December 8th. Okay, yeah. excellent. Uh, sun- From, I think Sunday uh, night through the rest of the, the week there. From what I can understand, Bruce hasn't really made an appearance in these shows, no, right? not in the Arrowverse, no. They just showed Bruce Wayne on Titans. Okay. Uh, and finally got confirmation on Nightwing, by the way. They, he just got the suit the next episode. He's in the suit fighting Deathstroke in the trailer. Nice! It. Great, but why did it take this long? I was going to say, about fucking Anyways. time. Good God. Um, but no, in all these shows, they have con- they've name-dropped Bruce Wayne. They've uh, name-dropped the Wayne family. Obviously, we have Batwoman now, so... We're getting more and more in that stuff. They've shown the bat suit on camera a couple times in these crisis trailers, but we have never had a person come in and play a Bruce Wayne. Right. Um, and who better to get than freaking uh, the guy that did the voice of him, too? Um, sorry. Who? Jesus. I literally, it's, it's blanking out in my name right Brain now. Brain Kevin Conroy, by nice. the way. Yeah. Um, literally gets Kim, Kevin Conroy to play <laughs> Bruce Wayne, like, what a great choice. Yeah, I think that's going to be wonderful. I'm also excited that uh, there's going to be some Helena Kyle. Oh, yeah, dude. She's a... What a woman. <laughs> what a woman. Oh, yeah, you're telling me. Um, we, we had a thing back in the day. I don't uh, know if you oh, knew about oh, that. Really? Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, me and Miss Kyle. Miss Kyle, interesting. <laughs> uh, my personal favorites, obviously, I'm excited for Tom Welling to come back. Um, I hope he's in a Superman suit, man. We waited 10 years for it, but if not, I'll be happy to see him and Erica Durant on screen again. Um, They're great as Clark and Lois back in the day. She's my favorite incarnation of Lois Lane, by the really? way. Really? Uh, her character was just such a... She was the right. She was exactly what I picture Lois being like, so stubborn and bullheaded that she got mm-hmm. herself too far into trouble and then had to get rescued. Not right. like, oh, help! I'm like, uh, I'm in the water. I can't do it now. I'm in the water. <laughs> That's, that whole scene irked That's me. Just, uh, throw it in the water. Oh no, he needs it. Jump in. <laughs> Jump in. <laughs> it's garbage. Okay, it's so hot fucking dumb. garbage water. Oh my god. God. And then, of course, I'm really interested to see this Kingdom Come Brandon Ralph Superman, so I can't wait to see that happen, because that looks cool. This is almost too much for me. Yeah, it, this is literally their endgame Infinity War, by the way, because Arrow's ending. Um, I think Flash maybe has one season left after okay. this one. So, like, this is this is the the, the big big bomber stuff. It's that's going gonna, down. It's, they better do it well. Down. Yeah, a lot of fan service, but I'm going to... And enjoy it. I can't wait. So with Smallville, I never watched this show. At the end, don't they just tease the Superman uniform underneath his shirt or something? Yeah, we never get the money shot. He's full Superman. Like, we see a mm-hmm. CGI version of him running around, and, like, there's a bunch of shots where, like, you see his face and then the cape kind of behind him. But, like, right. there's never that one glory shot where he's just, like... Chest out and shit. Okay. Yeah, they're like, that's, you know what I mean? But we get the clip of him at the end where he's at the Daily Planet, <laughs> something goes wrong, goes on the rooftop, does the classic, like glasses starts running <laughs> and that's it okay and that's the, right the, the credits cut like you know what i mean but wow, that's so cancer <sighs> how could they do that because their their philosophy on it was the show is about clark kent not superman so okay. they did and to be fair like they kept they they had a, a saying when the show was being made no flights no tights although he did fly twice nobody did <laughs> just gonna throw that out there if you already you already flew so you might as well just give him the uniform God 
damn it. Whatever, whatever. No big deal. I'm not, sal- I'm not salty. I'm not salty. <laughs> I'm not salty at all. It's fine. I only ded- dedicated 10 years of my Thursday nights and Wednesday nights to your show all the time, every time. It's, fine. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Bring it back. Anyways, uh, moving on to video game news, which is just our League Minute, otherwise known as us giving you some low elo insight into all things League of Legends. Uh, the new Rift is here, and it's uh, it's something. I'm it a, is something. I don't know if we've ever had a League of Legends where dragons literally are the game. They, they, they are the entirety of the game right now. And top lane seems relevant again. <laughs> We well back in the day they they used to be really prevalent yeah because it would give your team gold oh. you global team gold off dragons so then you get three or four dragons you get like five hundred six hundred gold spread across your whole team it's quite the difference but then they had to change that and then dragons became worth I think single gold or like if you were near it you could yeah. get gold and then I think they brought in the elementals so yeah. it's been a long time since dragons were like this important and I think that's why they buffed Baron and shit as well I think it's it's definitely a, an interesting play style now, and it feels a lot more exciting to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I will say that mounting comebacks are incredibly more difficult now. Um, yeah, we I had, mean, a we rough had one, one last night <laughs> we, that we, we, were, we were able to do it, um, but it, God, did that feel like pulling teeth. Like, uh, two patches ago, that game that we had where we were behind wouldn't have felt that bad, but, like, now Agreed. with the new buffs that dragons give, the new map changes that dragons give. Um, along with the new buffs that Baron gives, like everything on that game is just kind of on another level. So if you're snowballing really hard, you will end games at 20 minutes. Like even if the other team has items, you will end the game. Like that, that is a fact. Um, yeah, we got lucky last night. I was playing the Warwick and oh, ended up God. being the Ocean Cell, and I was unkillable. Yes, thank God. Which is broken, by the way. I didn't realize what the Cell concept was because yes. I made it halfway through the patch notes before I tilted. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, like discovering ocean it was buffs amazing. Are, ocean buffs are disgusting. The Infernal buffs are disgusting. Mountain buffs are like whatever. I think it's like you get the shield and then some CDR or whatever, but... If you can get early mountains like the other team did, then yeah. it puts the game in a way more difficult spot for the other team. I think prioritizing the first two drakes might even be more important than the rest of the game. I think it has to. And then if you don't get those first two, you have to get your team ready to fight for that third one. Because that third yeah. one is the big buff that's going to affect the rest of your team the rest of the game. Um, it's, yeah, it's a fucking game changer. Not the biggest fan of the alcove yet. Yeah, I don't know about though. I think that can go get removed. I don't think it's it was needed in bot, in bot and top. I don't think. I mean, we we got, we got to see some like good uses of it against that pike game we had last night. So that mm-hmm. was kind of cool to see. Like, okay, that's one way you can use them. And I've had ganks before where they snuck around up through the alcove and then they just yeah. appear, which is cool. But like, I don't. I just don't think that those are necessary, and they were they don't add anything really new to the game like they did with the dragons and the map stuff. So I would say maybe the next batch just kind of get rid of that and then keep the rest because I think the rest is fine, especially elder buff now. Like that's one way that is really only the only conceivable way to come back in the game if you're behind. If you steal that elder and you get to fight him with the execution buff on, boom, boom, yeah, boom, dude, boom, boom, you're running it oh down. Oh, my goodness. It's it's awesome. It's <laughs> fucking insane, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I haven't seen the Alcos really make a major impact, whether it be positive or negative. Yeah. It just seems like it's there. And yeah. why does it need to be there? I just, I don't... Because yeah. it doesn't really change the mechanics of lane in my experience so far. No. But keep in mind, listeners, we are not, like, diamond tier players, yeah, so, so it's fine. And maybe it will have a bigger impact, because I'm sure TSM or C9 whoever can find out a use for the alcove much better than I could but I just don't understand it I don't see why they did it it seemed unnecessary on top of all the changes they already made well we know Korea is going to figure out some kind of way to use it and then we're going to copy it because everyone for some reason people still think Korea are top dogs like China like send your players to China yeah literally back-to-back regional like champions of MSI and worlds like that's what, what are you we need doing? To do. Like instead of the Korean boot camp, it's going to become the Chinese boot camp. Yeah, I just watched a little thing where um, I think the Golden Guardians made a switch with Keith. He's going to play support or something like that. Nice. And that's they're like, smart. okay, well, we'll send you to Korea because you know we got practice against the best. I'm like, are you fucking blind? Who did you not see SKT get rammed by a Chinese team? Yep. Did you not see IG get rammed by a Chinese team? Like, or whatever. But like G two, G two. But they're they're just not the best anymore. They're mm-hmm. very good, but they are not the best region anymore. And I'm, I really think until NA one NA team realizes that and just does something different, we're never gonna be top two. 
I don't know if NA's ever going to be top tier, dude. Our format's terrible. We play best of ones, not best of fives. Um, and we just don't... We always try to import instead of develop talent, which I think having Papa Smithy here in our region is going to be really good. I agree. Because he understands that concept. Mm-hmm. So I think... I'm hoping that 100 Thieves is going to finally be that team that looks internally within the region for talented players and develops them, and then we can go across the globe and start, like getting some marketable wins for the region. So here's my typical biased CLG boosting. Of course. CLG, (laughs) I think, always is one of the top, or one of the first teams to push new concepts in North America. True. Which is something I really like. They were the first esports organization to bring in, like, a psychiatrist Mm. for mental health for their players. They were the first, they brought in um, a a football coach (laughs) to, like, show their players how to work as a team. He was, like, a... In college, I think the team he was a part of won the national championship. So he knows what a winning locker room looks like. And yeah. he tried to bring that concept to video game players. Which I think is amazing because that's a... For such an important aspect of league as far as being a team goes. Right. I think there's a lot of people who haven't played on team sports. Yeah. Like, I guarantee Doublelift never played on his high school basketball team. Because that's the weird thing about professional League of Legends, right? Like, you got there without a coach you know what i mean like you and by just, yourself you just grinded yeah. yeah you grinded through solo queue you got to challenger got to scouting grounds and all that stuff got to academy whatever and you, now you have to go and rely on four other people that did the exact same thing as you but now there's a coach telling you what to do and all that stuff so it's like this weird dynamic i think in esports that makes it unique um but it yeah. does and so where i was going with all that is that <coughs> clg tried to bring over someone who was in the korean scene for a long time and knows it very well in monte cristo mm-hmm. and so he coached clg for a while and there were glimpses of awesomeness <laughs> but then we had people who were like super headstrong and stubborn named double lift who yes. don't like to be coached <laughs> and just like no let me play vain i'll one leave nine this whole thing at 35 minutes but it failed, but we did see that it is possible. So hopefully Papa Smithing coming over will resurrect 100 Thieves a little bit because, dude, the last season Afro. was rough. Good God, Holy man. I shit. Felt so bad. I feel like the season before that was a little rough, too. When it they was. first came in, it was awesome. They were in the, the, sum, the what was the summer final, I think? They were in a final, whether it was spring and, or summer, yeah. I don't remember. And they were at it. They think they went to MSI, too. Like, they were out there. They were mm-hmm. falling. And then all of a sudden, just... Yeah, it's, it has been rough. <laughs> but maybe they can bring it back. I think Papa Smithy's going to do some good shit for them. Also excited to see what Clutch turns into next season. I, I Very interesting. There's a lot of interesting off-season moves. Uh, it's the end of an era for C9. Sneaky's now gone. Um, it's confirmed he's gone? He's out. Holy that's, shit. That's kind of shocking and stuff. And I mean, there's, it's LCS is getting shaken up in a lot of different ways. TSM just signed Kabe from Splice, which is damn okay i didn't know they had money like that so i, I can't wait for the spring dude to get this thing rolling because i, I want to see what this lcs season is going to be like i do see too if anybody's actually going to take down tl i think there's a new team too evil geniuses is in the lcs now they came back oh they're back yeah nice easy um, used to be uh that's where snoop a got his start yeah so it was cool to see them come back and their female owner which is cool she's a she's looking man nice. i hope sneaky handles well, if let's say Sneaky doesn't get picked up by another team, I hope he handles it better than some of the ex-LCS players who were staples for a long time. Yeah. Like, the first one that pops into my head is a salty one named Wild Turtle. <laughs> Wild Turtle, dude, man. Dude, Turtle was talking mad shit for a while on LCS players, and it's like, dude, you're not even in it anymore. Right. Take notes from Cutie Pie. Right. Cutie Pie handles himself relatively well for not being in the LCS anymore, and so does Boy Boy. Yeah. Like, there's, there's ways to create revenue for yourself while also staying relevant in the league community without, yeah. like, bashing on people who used to be your friends and are still in the pro scene. And hot take, I still think somebody should sign Boy Boy. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. I think he could do it, but I think he needs to change his, like, work ethic or mentality towards the game a little bit because he's been stuck in the streamer mode for so long. Well, yeah, that'd be hard to transition out of, for sure. But I do think it's possible for him to do it. Like, I always want to see Cutie Pie come back. Cutie Pie's never coming back. Cutie. I, I think it'd be funny if someone signed T1 as well. Oh, I think someone would just sign Tyler 1 just for the, like, if they needed a publicity surge real quick. I love him. He's you know so I mean? funny, dude. <laughs> you know, he's, well, he moved now, obviously, that he's a 
like a big streamer, mm. but he lived like an hour away from us. What the hell? Throughout all of his up, like all his um, clout building, oh he was God. literally an hour away from us. That's I always wanted insane. to go fuck with his house or like prank him or something. That'd be amazing. Wouldn't it? Just show up on his front lawn and be like, what's up, bitch? Yeah, dude. Could you imagine pulling up in like a Draven cosplay, just like trying <laughs> to challenge T1 in his own home? <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. That'd be incredible. And he used to play outside. What the hell? Just because he's weird. So he would move his tower and all of his shit outside. So we could literally pull up on T1 and clown on stream, but not anymore. Chance is fucking gone by the wayside. Unreal. But, but also in news this week for League of Legends, the new champion, Aphelios, uh, he got revealed and it felt really random because we just got Senna. And then all of a sudden, here's this guy, uh, to which rioters have described him in na- at nauseam. They even said in the, uh, was it the the League, was it the, the long... Like uh, a forum? Roadma- the roadmap thing. Oh, okay, okay. So they described him in the champion roadmap, roadmap and teased him a little bit and said there's going to be a weird AD carry coming. And boy, they were not kidding when they said a weird AD carry. Yes. He's fundamentally changing not only the 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 concept of an AD carry, um, but he's also going to bring mechanics to the position of AD carry because all things aside, uh, the hardest part about AD carry is positioning point blank but like mechanically there's not much to playing ad carry like it's all mainly auto attacks and then a couple of them have spells that you hit but like right. you know what i'm saying like the general concept of playing those champions is not difficult it's just about positioning yourself in team fights which makes the position hard but this guy not only do you have to do that as an ad carry now you have to manage five different weapons and then understand what ammo you have and what's on your, yeah, your main hand and your off hand and He's going to have his own custom HUD for the game, which is crazy. No other champion has a custom HUD to where uh, he only... Because he only has three abilities. He has Q, W, and R. He has no E button. Um, yeah, how do you feel, man? Carry was your is like one of your main roles, and like this guy is going to be an option. Dude, I'm itching. I'm super excited. <laughs> we were talking on the phone yesterday about um, what we were going to discuss today as far as Aphelios is concerned. And you were saying that a rioter mentioned this is going to be one of the most mechanically challenging champions to ever reach the game. Like I don't know about one up. I think he will be the most highly high skill cap, highest skill cap champions they've ever made. That excites the hell out of me. I love high skill cap champions because it makes me feel like if I dumpster some kid, it's that much better for it. Oh yes, you earned it. Exactly. Eventually. And so the first thing that came to my mind was Lee Sin. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to get someone who's going to break the fucking game, but not in a <laughs> terribly toxic way. No. Like when Zoe came out, oh, Zoe broke God. the game because she would one-shot you with one ability, and that's not fun because it was easy to land. It's I not agree. a difficult concept. Yeah. Lee Sin broke the game because his mechanics were so advanced that no one knew what the fuck he was capable of. Right. And when you started to learn and like realized what he could do to a game, it destroyed everything. So I'm hoping we get something similar to that. And I wouldn't mind seeing bot lane get some love, Yeah, obviously. But I don't even know. I can tell I, you I right now. I don't know. Uh, I will never touch this champion. Uh, you, you know my play style. I like uh, fairly simple and straightforward champions. This guy is not one of them. Senna's like... Senna and Akali like really push the boundaries for me. No offense. Like those are like... When I play those champions, I really have to lock in. Yeah. I, I don't touch Aurelia. I don't touch like... Uh, LeBlanc or you know Heimerdinger, all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. th- this champion, no, I I will probably play him in the practice tool just as like kind of see what it's about. But I guarantee you, you will never see me main or <laughs> play this champion. I will be like, oh, you're playing that champion. Well, good luck. Good I luck. Will, I will cheer you on for my support role, and uh, yeah, we'll just go from there. But I think you definitely need to at least take him into the <laughs> practice tool like you were talking about because it's really important, and I don't think everyone understands this. You need to, even if you don't like the character or you don't like the concept behind it and you think it's going to be dumb and you would never touch it, you need to know the character because he's going to be in the game. Yeah. And you, you need you to know how to play, play against it. it. Right. Whether you want it in the game or not, it will be there because <laughs> Riot doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. No, not one. 
super excited that all of his weapons look like they're straight out of Halo. They're they're <laughs> fantastic. They got like the little boomerang there. The 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 uh, what was it? The scythe pistol is what that's called. Yes, that's that's awesome. fucking insane. <laughs> I thought there was an energy sword literally from Halo. No, it's a rifle. I think. Yeah, that, that's a rifle. That's his rifle. <laughs> he has a cannon. He has a flamethrower, a, a scythe pistol, and a boomerang. It's an, I, I guess I need to see it. Because we haven't even seen gameplay of it yet. We've just gotten that one little trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some little bit of lore with it, too. But, yeah, um, I I am interested to check out the champion. I will never touch the champion, but okay. <laughs> My only request for this is that I hope Riot takes their time. Yeah, I, I just see so many problems. Like, this, to me, it feels like they could run into the same problem they had when Azir came out. Like, he could just have so many bugs. Like, yep. his HUD could be... my. That's my main concern, is, like, there better not be any issues with him loading into a game and, like, not... And affecting other people's champions, because what if his custom HUD has a bug to where everyone has that custom HUD and they don't have the all four of their abilities on their... Cha- you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, or, that's that kind of um, stuff. That on the other side, me. what if his doesn't load in properly so that he can't too. be used yeah. and his looks like the old format... I don't know. I just hope they do well Risky with it. business. But it's exciting. I don't. I, w- I want to know more about him. Does he have mobility? Does he have globals? <laughs> Does he have shields? Like, is there something? Is he going to be like Jin, where he has no escape and you just got to sidestep everything? He has CC. Like, what the fuck is going From on? From what I've read, he doesn't really have any mobility. Uh, he just has a lot of different things to use and his damage is going to be pretty good mm-hmm. and he's definitely going to be one of those snowball 80 carries a la tristana jinx kind of thing right um so it'll definitely be interesting to watch this guy uh get dropped here in a couple weeks hopefully we'll get some gameplay footage to uh look at too yeah i'm hoping so because it looks like he's got a bunch of stuff that orbits him <laughs> yeah, he's got all the things that are necessary for this and yeah i don't know this this, this looks crazy yeah, it looks kind right. of like an Aurelian passive mixed with a Diana shield, and like this it looks like he's got an Oriana ball. Yeah. Like, this is going to be amazing. I'm super excited for it. And I mean, it's the preseason. It's this the is pre-season. whenever they're supposed to dump all the cancer into the game and then hopefully fix it by the time my <laughs> range climb starts. Yes, please. Uh, well, Belky, it's time for that part of the show, if you know what I mean. I think I know what you mean. Hi, Belky. What in God's name is going on? They're going to make another Joker movie? Uh, from what I can understand. That's absolute madness. Have they caught their own little itis? Are they going to run around and start murdering people everywhere? Oh, I hope not. Good night in the morning. <laughs> Time for if you want to read or give you some comic book Netflix recommendations for your daily downtime of whatever you get home from work and it's just been a Monday and all of a sudden you're calling your ex-girlfriend wondering about oh, all God. your life decisions. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Trigger. <laughs> Um, Zed issue one is out, and I believe you've have you start you start reading it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You stole so you, my recommendation. No, you can go, that's why I put it on there. You can go on that one, brother. Uh, I'm super excited about it. So you have pushed me to read um, what was it? War Mother, War Mother and Lux. Lux. Spectacular, yes. by the way. It took me so long to do it, but I knocked out both of them yesterday. Excellent. And. Dude, I was blown away. Thank you. War Mother was amazing. I have no complaints. That ending in War Mother. Yeah. The way it ended was perfect, (laughs) and it just could segue into something much greater later on. Hopefully they don't touch it. I hope I really like how it is now. And then I wanted Lux to have more. I agree. That's how I felt when that ended. I was like, give it. Give me a little more. It's so cool, though, how it all came to be, and it gave me a little more insight on Silas's power in general. Yeah. I didn't realize that his, um, I don't even know what to call it, like his bracers, whatever, yeah. Shackles. So they're made from the same material that um, Galio's made from. Yes. That's fucking That's why he has beef with Galio, because he's he's like, he he considers Galio to be a monument of hypocrisy, because he's made from that magical material. Right. And Demacia's anti-magic in mages. It's... It was beautiful. I loved seeing it, and it gave me a totally different view on the relationships that Garen and Lux had with each other in general, mm-hmm. the way that we can look at Demacia as a corrupt city rather mm-hmm. than this beacon of light and hope, mm-hmm. and it almost made me root for the villain a little bit. Oh, I was always... You know me. As mm-hmm. soon as Silas got dropped and we got the lore, and I was like, oh, I'm all about this dude. He was my main for season nine, 
It was great uh, back when he when he first got released before they nerfed him into oblivion. I was uh, say I haven't seen a Silas in so long. It's it's dude, it's so hard to play him now. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like those matchups I used to be able to one v one and just win off like one or two kills early game. Mm-hmm. Can't do it anymore. You like you you're so susceptible to a lot of stuff now and it's and his power scaling is not that great either. It's sad. But moving along towards the Z one. Yes. If you haven't read War Mother, if you haven't read Lux, do it. They're amazing. There's about five issues for each of them. You can get them on Comixology. <laughs> yes, you can. We confirmed it last <laughs> night in the Discord. Yes. So Z issue one is here. And I haven't finished the entire issue yet. But from what I've seen so far, it's amazing. I don't want to go too far into the spoilers. Where but is Shen? Where is I, they Shen? talk about him already. <sighs> they talk about him from the jump. I better see him! <laughs> so we see um, a character, and he's having a conversation, whether it's with himself internally, or he's speaking out to the statue that he's standing in front of. Yeah. And he's giving a little bit of background information, and then all of a sudden you, he's talking about masters and all this other stuff, and then he's like, and then I killed him. <laughs> so we get like Good the confirmation God. that this is Zed, okay. and we see him without a mask on. That's interesting. It's how really you, cool. Because that was one of your things with this, the what, the galaxy skin that he's got, because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know how I feel about seeing Zed's face. So like, I ask you, how do you feel about seeing Zed's face? This one made it okay for me because I think we're getting an origin. Okay, that's fair. And so with Super Galaxy Z, that just, I don't need to see his face, much like the Master Yi Eternal skin. Mm, Give me a book about it, and sure, let's get into it, but I don't need to see the mask off the dude's head. But they talk about Shen from the jump, they talk about the master, they give you a little bit of lore on Zed's, um, Zed's or Shen's father, I think, as well. Yeah, Shen's father, but Zed's master, yeah. It's amazing, dude. Yes. It's amazing. I'm super excited to finish it up. I'm going to get into it today. But that is my recommendation. You get three in one. It's a little bundle piece oh, today. Baby. Read oh, War baby. Mother, read Lux, and then look out for the new issues of Zed that are going to come in the near future. That come in halt. I can just recommend reading the Aphilios bio. It's kind of really interesting, and I found it to be entertaining, uh, uh, along with the Zed recommendation. But, Bilky, once again... For zero dollars and zero cents, we have made a delicious podcast for people to enjoy. And it's just so easy to do this now. Yes. It's because we use a site called podcast.com. It's the best place to host your podcast because it gives you optimized search engine capabilities and unlimited storage for your podcasting needs. And if you would like any of these spicy Zed Lux or Ash Warmother issues, you can use Comixology to get them. It's very simple. It is. I literally did it in about four seconds last night. Didn't you just go onto your Amazon account and do a couple clicks of the button and all of a sudden you had it linked? I did. I, I can't lie. It it's was that simple. It's incredible. It's just, it's just right there. It's so simple. Just do it. <laughs> Milky, where can people find you on the internet if the case they want to interact on our Superman topics and or anything League of Legends? You can contact me in the Twitter world at LGBilks, all lowercase, all one word consecutively. And then you can find me in the realm of Instagram at B-I-L-K-O-Z-B-Y. And that, as always, is open to your interpretation. Excellent. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jalen Holston. We'll throw up a poll on that uh, old Twitter bug for the whether or not they should make a Joker sequel for you all and maybe get back to it next week. Sounds good to me, man. I'm looking forward to being here. It's going to be awesome. Stay sweaty, my nerdy friends.